Welcome to another edition of the Music Academy Success Podcast. Music Academy Success is the largest and number one program for music school owners. Since 2008, Master Business Coach Marty Fort has worked with school owners and teachers in 44 states and on six continents. On the Music Academy Success Podcast, you'll hear interviews with music lesson industry leaders so you can learn how to better your business by getting more students, keeping students longer, and building the music school and lifestyle of your dreams. And now, here's your host for the podcast, CEO of Music Academy Success, Mr. Marty Fort. Welcome to the Music Academy Success System podcast. This is Marty Fort here, your host. I am the CEO of the Music Academy Success program, which we call MASS. MASS 2008 is the world's largest and leading program. We work with hundreds of musical owners all around the world on six continents. We work with musical teachers that are teaching their homes. We work with music teachers that teach in their students' homes. We work with small schools, 50 to 100 music students, mid-sized schools with 500 students. We even work with large schools that have 4,000 students. And I myself have 1,500. I have three locations. They are the largest schools in South Carolina. And what I do is I help music school owners to grow their business, grow their enrollment, fix their student retention, and a variety of things with our coaching and our live events. We enjoy doing this podcast where we bring you guest experts in the music education field, and some that are mass members, and some that are just different authors, and we've got a lot of great episodes planned, so keep checking out the Music Academy Success Podcast on iTunes and other outlets. But today, I'm very excited to welcome the Rios family from Westminster, California, Francis, Teresa, and Augustina. And why I brought them on today is they are our School of the Year winner, but also they're an amazing family story. They've taken their school to 900 students. They've had some variants with COVID. Um, they've also got a really fascinating story with their dad, who was the founder of the school. So um, one of our great success stories from the state of California that you can listen to, learn what they did. So they also do music, they do dance, they do art, they do all kinds of stuff. They're just a really a dynamic, unique, and talented family. And so be sure to check out the whole podcast. Listen to their story, and you'll be able to get some good tips on how you can grow just like them to almost a thousand students doing multiple disciplines. So, guys, welcome Francis, Teresa, and Augustine. Let's start with you, Francis. How are you doing today? Pretty good, Marty. How are you? Thanks for having us on. Thank you for being here, Teresa. Hi, Marty. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Augustina. Marty. Good morning. Thanks for having us too. <laughs> So, you know, like I said, this is going to be awesome today, and I've had the pleasure of going to see you guys in Westminster, California. So um, lots to share and lots to prepare for today's call, but I'm just going to start. We'll have, um, you know, Francis Lee, but you guys jump in at any time. How about that? Does that sound good? We'll have Francis go, but Teresa and Augustina, since there are four of us on the um, podcast today, you guys just jump in whenever you're ready, okay? And I'll, I'll bounce questions around too that way. Um, but, but Francis, let's start with you. You know, tell us, for those that don't know, um, about your music school. Tell us about the Westminster Arts Academy. Sure, yeah, yeah. So so um, I'm the co-owner of Westminster Arts Academy with uh, along with my two sisters, Teresa and Augustina. Um, and we are three of the four children who grew up in our father's piano schools. Um, our, our dad, uh, Dr. Robert Rios, uh, he sadly passed away in 2013 after a nine-year battle with cancer. But since then, we worked very hard to take what our father left us and turn it into what it is today, one of the largest art schools in Southern California. And located in the city of Westminster, for those of you who don't know where that is, um, that's okay. To give you an idea, uh, we're in the county of Orange. Uh, one of our neighboring cities is the city of Anaheim. That's the home of Disneyland. So, yeah, yeah. Um, 
primarily we're a music school, but we also have a dance and art program as well. Uh, something for the whole family, we like to say. Um, we're staffed with over 40 instructors and administrators. Um, and at our peak pre-COVID, we had surpassed an active enrollment of over 1,000 students per week coming through our doors. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I was there and, um, you know, you, you've had some variants, but it's it's a huge business. And again, you do music, you do dance, you do art. And I'm going to go to Teresa. Teresa, welcome. Kind of tell everybody about the different offerings because um, you and um, Augustina, if I got it correct, you know, you guys do a lot of things, but you also do some of the dance too. Is that right? And tell us about all the stuff you guys do down there, Teresa. Correct. Yeah. So we offer... Um, ballet, we offer jazz, and we offer hip-hop. Um, I still uh, instruct, so I teach all the ballet classes, um, and I also teach the hip-hop classes. And then we also offer um, drawing, painting, and mixed media, um, and we just love having those extra programs for something for the whole family. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys have great energy. And, um, you know, Augustine, let's go to you. So what, what is your role in the business? Um, what do you do with your brother and sister? Um, yeah. So I handle a lot of the um, the administration, I guess, and with the front desk. Um, I just make sure all, all the actions are flowing smoothly. Um, but I also teach the group piano program six days a week. Um, I'm the only teacher teaching the group program right now. Um, so that's, that's, that's me every day. <laughs> and, and, and like I said, it is a really unique, we have a lot of family businesses in the Music Academy Success program, mainly husband and wife teams. Um, but you guys are a true full fledged, there's, there's a, there's a, it's a family business. And a lot of that ties into the history of your dad's, um, you know, legacy. We'll talk about that in a second. Before we go to that and talk about your father, um, Francis, you also have more uh, family members that work with you. Um, you mind sharing that? Who else in the family is in the business and what do they do? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my wife, Christina, she's the, the general manager, uh, taking care of HR, payroll, invoicing, uh, customer service, of course. Um, there's a lot of other stuff she does, of course, so I might get in trouble for leaving things out, but that's okay. I'll make it up to her. Um, uh, my daughter, my daughter, Desiree, she's up and coming. Um, she's uh, been assisting in teaching dance for, for a while now. And she also does a lot of uh, behind the scenes work, tons of data entry. Um, but she's also been training at the front desk. She's been giving tours, taking phone calls. So she's been working really hard and uh, she's only 17, just about to graduate high school. So she's starting out young, but uh, not as young as we did, <laughs> but uh, definitely a hardworking girl. Um, my two stepkids, Fernando, Diana, they're also um, helping out, big help. So I want to leave them out. But mom, our, our wonderful mother, uh, she has the most important job of all. Um, uh, she leads the prayer department. <laughs> so she prays for us right and she blesses us. <laughs> So we can't forget how powerful that is, right? So Absolutely. I got to love mom, of course. Yeah, and, and she's she's great. I got a chance to meet her, you know, when I came down. Anybody that wants to see it, you know, the video of when I came to see you guys to present you with your award for National School of the Year, um, which we're going to talk about later in, in the podcast, um, they go to musicacademysuccess.com and see it. Um, but let's dive into the legacy and kind of the beginnings of the story, because it, it is quite a story. Um, and, and Francis, let's, let's start with you. You know, your father was an accomplished musician and teacher. Sure. 
founded the school in its original conception. It was under a different name. And um, so, you know, just, just dive in, tell us about, you know, um, you know, Dr. Rios. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so dad, dad was an incredible pianist. Um, and he started um, learning when he was just a little boy. So uh, he found out and he was, he was probably around seven, eight years old. Um, he found out that the lady up the street was a piano teacher. Um, and being in a family with, with five kids, there wasn't really a budget for that at that time. So he offered to mow her lawn uh, in exchange for, for lessons, right? And, and he got right at it. And by the time he was 16, he was already teaching. And um, he ended up studying with some of the most reputable pianists in the greater Los Angeles area, um, always refining that skill throughout his life. Um, but his career was, was not really in performance. Um, Granted, he was a concert caliber uh, pianist for sure, uh, but he chose to teach. And our earliest memories as kids are being surrounded by his piano students in our hometown of Sierra Madre um, out in the San Gabriel Valley. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know where that's at, Marty, since you're from out here. Yep. Um, but yeah, music students, uh, they've been a part of our entire life. Um, that's actually how he met our mother. Uh, she was actually one of his piano students. So it's, it's quite a romantic story. I, I do like telling it. So I've told it many times. <laughs> you know, and yeah, and it's a really cool story. And, you know, especially those in the pictures and, and, you know, you guys were featured in LA times. Um, there's a lot more to read about it there. Um, and then we fast forward to today, you know, you guys are continuing the legacy, doing amazing work. Uh, you specifically, Francis, before, you know, running the school, you had experience in other fields. Um, you know, what other fields did you work in? How did they help shape your ability um, to run the school? Um, yeah, so uh, my previous career was in manufacturing. I worked for a government contractor for the Department of Defense and occasionally aerospace contracts. Um, and that company was also family owned. And uh, I grew very close to the the owners and their family. Um and over the course of 15 years, they allowed me to have my hands in just about every department from sales, production, quality control, engineering, uh, even HR and accounting. Um, it was my business school. Um, and I developed management and leadership skills there and brought all of this over to our organization. Um, dealing with government contracts, you also have to have very sound systems in place and you have regular quality audits. Um, which at the time I didn't enjoy that much. Not many do. Um, however, now I'm grateful to have been through all of that as it's really helped uh, in my ability to, to run this school. Yeah. You know, one of the things I was impressed with guys when I came to your school um, to visit and present you with that award and alongside with me came one of our mass coaches and a good friend of your all's, uh, which is Selko Pavlovich, director of Vivaldi Music Academy in Houston, Texas, He's got four locations, 4,000 students. And he and I were both impressed um, at the, the tight-knit business community of Westminster. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, guys, and I go to a lot of cities. I've been to Chicago, been to New York, been, you know, all over. And um, I've never quite seen the outpouring of support that I did that the people there are very into the community of Westminster. Uh, we also got to go to Huntington Beach. It was the first time I had been there, which was amazing because I'm you know, more of an East Coast guy with the beaches, that kind of stuff. I used to live in California. Um, but just, just a really cool area at large. 
But I would like to specifically learn more about, um, you know, Francis, it's obvious from your interactions and, and the more and more I see you grow as a business owner and entrepreneur that you're a leader in the business community of Westminster, California. Um, you're in the Chamber of Commerce. Tell us about the community there and, and your role in it, because um, I, I think it's something people need to know more about. Uh, yeah. So um, in Westminster, there's there's tons of small businesses, right? Um, it's uh, one of the largest Vietnamese communities, um, if not the largest outside of Vietnam. And um, there's there's this one section of Westminster called Little Saigon. And it is just, I mean, every square inch, there's another, <laughs> every inch, there's another business, a uh, small business, res- tons of restaurants, nail salons. Um, so there's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of uh, small business owners in our city and um, our chamber um, it supports them very well. Um, in 2019, the, the Chamber of Commerce invited me to join their board of directors and I gladly accepted. Um, helping other business owners makes me happy. So I was definitely happy to join. Um, you know, we've got a great team led by Mr. Philip Nguyen and, and the city is really lucky to have such a great group of people uh, watching its back. Um, it, it, we've been quiet uh, as of late due to COVID, of course, but we've actively been putting out valuable information on any programs businesses may qualify for assistance. So we've been, you know, helping out, um, you know, sending out emails and, um, you know, uh, things for, for the businesses to pay attention to um, and watch out for. Um, but hopefully soon we'll, we can get back to our, our lunchtime mixers and, and all those uh, fun chamber events that everyone uh, enjoys. Yeah, things are moving fast here. You know what I mean? Our percent positive is low. Things are opening up. It's It's been very interesting for me as a coach um, because, you know, I coach people in 44 states. And one state, like Texas, for example, will be wide open. you got California where things are still, you know, going from purple to red. And then I've got Canadian clients who are still in the most intense lockdown. The vaccine is going very slow. So it's been a lot of moving parts for me as a business coach. Um, but you know, we're going to talk about this in a bit. Happy to see our members, by and large, doing very well. Um, which is leading up to our conference in Nashville. We got a Clash of the Titans competition for people that have done well during COVID are going to compete and share what they learned. Teresa, I want to go to you. You know, it's it's one thing that's always interested me about the Rios family um, is you guys um, are, are extremely tight-knit, you know, and I've known you for years now, and I've never ever known you guys to have like falling out of drama. You always just seem very happy and upbeat. And I can tell you working with families, that's not the norm. <laughs> um, there are a lot of moving parts to running any business, Teresa, uh, but especially running a family one. So I'm curious for our listeners today, um, you know, being that you lead a family run business, lots of moving parts, lots of staff, Teresa, what tips you got? What do you have tips do you have for other people that are, you know, not only running a business, but specifically one with family members, what are some of the kind of magic tricks to making that work? Um, I think that learning uh, how to communicate and um, efficiently with your family members and knowing that there's no, you know, hard feelings and trying not to be sensitive. Um, if, you know, someone has a talk with someone else, like, like learning to separate the family from the business owner, I think is a really tough line to, um, you know, 
um, go on, but I think it's totally possible if you just learn how, you know, each other's work ethic is, how, you know, we work together as a team, how we communicate with each other. All those things are super important. And especially with us, like we really, really love each other. And that that's real. That's not, that's not fake. Um, we really love each other. So I think that it's when we realized how to communicate with each other efficiently and without, you know, feeling like, oh, they're just out to get me or hurting my feelings. Then we really started to take off and, and thrive as a, as a team and as a family and as, you know, business owners. Well, you know, absolutely. And, and, and the love there is real and the energy is real. And it's definitely part of what you guys do in, in the business. Um, Augustine, I want to go to you. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about the beginning. Um, you know, when I went there to see you guys, you know, you've got your music rooms, you've got your piano rooms. And of course that's more of your thing doing the group piano, but again, you know, um, and Teresa's doing the dance and stuff, but you also got art classes. So I'd like to hear more, Augustina, um, whether you want to talk about the art classes, you can talk about, I mean, you guys do a lot of different things. Tell us more about your offerings um, that you guys do down there. Yeah. Um, so we have primarily um, private lessons, um, but my dad was always very big on group programs. Um, I grew up watching him teach group piano, like since I was born. <laughs> so it's like second nature to me. And he kind of just threw me into teaching group piano from when I was maybe 12 years old. Just don't tell anybody that I was only 12 years old. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, um, he, he, like I was assisting him for the longest time. And then, and then eventually he just walked out of the room and said, okay, you take the class. <laughs> and um, he would, he would come back in, he would, you know, tell me advice on how, how it should be done or how it shouldn't be done. Um, so after he passed, it was just, it was very important to us to keep the group piano program going. Um, but shortly before his passing, he also tried to add on like group, group guitar and group drums, just group everything. He was very, he loved groups. Um, and so when uh, we, we eventually just canceled the group programs for the uh, other instruments besides piano, but we did bring on dance and art classes. Um, and since then, it's really boomed. Uh, we found the right art teacher to just really take off the program. And so she's now doing um, multiple drawing classes and painting classes and now starting mixed media classes. Um, so it's just been really popular. And the students love being able to take classes with each other. And we build a community that way amongst our students. Um, but of course, also taking the private lessons as well. And so it's, it's really took off the population of our academy to a, a really big number. Awesome. So, you know, it's been a challenging year to say the least. Francis, I'm gonna go to you with this one um, and then loop back around. Uh, you know, March, 2020, that month and year, um, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, guys, um, still makes the hair on my neck stand up. But I, I don't, Francis, I don't think I'm ever going to get over it. And it's a really bittersweet time for me because, you know, early March, I got to play at the Columbia Museum of Art on stage with Kirk Hammett from Metallica. And it was his art exhibit. And we were blessed and fortunate enough. He sat in with the band and we did a UFO song called Too Out to Handle. And so that was an incredible high that, I, that I'm still on. I think I always will be. You know what I mean? It's one thing to like do a meet and greet or that kind of thing. But when you're like playing live, with a legend like that, that just for me was yeah. a big deal. But then a week later, uh, my world got shut down. 
when my schools got shut down and the country did as well. So I want to go back to you. Uh, March 2020, COVID hits, Westminster, California. Start there, Francis. What Take us through that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that uh, I, <laughs> I don't forget. I don't forget that moment. Right. I mean, we're, 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 none of us will forget that. Um, I was at a baseball game um, in Arizona with my daughter uh, when everything started to shut down. It was actually the very last spring training game before Major League Baseball shut down the season. Um, the Dodgers were playing the Brewers. And I remember. Uh, the gentleman sitting next to me, he he, he told me, hey, the, the, the NBA just suspended the season. Um, and I told my daughter, uh, baseball is next watch. And the, the next morning, sure enough, Disneyland shut down. And shortly after, so did baseball. Um, so we had to get back home. We, you know, so we, we started our seven hour drive because, you know, everything was about to you know hit the fan. Um, and on the way back, I had to pull over. Two different occasions, you know, once to have a Zoom meeting with all of our instructors about what was going to happen. Um, and then the other time was to send out a mass email to our student body uh, you know, about what was going to happen. So, and in between that, we got caught up in a snowstorm and we almost slid off the road. So, wow. Yeah, that was uh, quite the time. Um, but that was, that was just only the beginning, right? Um, as we as well know. Um, um, and then, yeah, that's when we had to move everyone online, 100%. So it was it was quite an incredible moment when it all just started. Sure. Teresa, let's then go to you, you know, um, and keep working around. You know, so, you know, Francis is doing the Zooms. How about you? How did it affect you? Um, what did you do in the school? And what was that time like for you? Um, it was, I mean, obviously a very um, tough time and just a new way to adapt like our music school. And luckily Francis is really good with technology. So once we all, you know, got on Zoom, this new platform, not a new platform, but new for music schools, it was a completely different experience. It's like I had to learn how to teach and on Zoom and help other instructors, you know, teach on Zoom and doing that with the group classes and, you know, keeping our student retention up and keeping them, you know, like entertained, I guess. And then all of a sudden it, you became like this temporary, you know, celebrity on Zoom so that you could keep them entertained throughout this time. But it was definitely, um, I am thankful for it because I think I became an even better instructor and a a, a better instructor for other teachers to, you know, help them out because obviously we like we still have some of our classes on Zoom, um, and sometimes they just don't understand the concept of, you know, um, adapting their classes to being on Zoom and having that still that same energy but just online. Right. So and I, I am thankful for this time because we did learn a lot. We learned to appreciate in-person students. We learned to appreciate our customers. And and um, but also I am thankful that I got way better with technology and and overall just a better instructor. Absolutely. Augustina, how about you? Um, yeah, I would have to agree with with Teresa and Francis. Um, I remember it was a Friday morning, which is the one day that I'm I'm in the office. Uh, managing the front desk and and I was just we were just getting swamped with calls <laughs> with people asking on what's happening since all the schools are closing Disneyland's closing and luckily you know I Francis was on his drive home but he was able to pull over and and do a zoom call with all the teachers so I sent out 
messaged all the teachers to go on an emergency meeting with Francis and and I think like despite everyone freaking out <laughs> it actually went pretty smoothly and we're lucky to have you too Marty on helping us get through it um because I I think it could have gone a lot worse especially since we had a thousand students at the time but it it was very smooth everyone was ready to go everyone was you know there were there's some bumps but we were lucky to have a lot of help. Um, so it, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I, I think that's, I'm glad you brought that up, Augustina, because you know, people listening to this, I got a letter from the Small Business Administration um, and it said they've, you know, they've classified our industry. I'm not sure about the dance and art, but I, I assume they have the same, but at least for music, they have literally classified our industry as hard hit and they're actually... Um, providing mortgage assistance because we're in our commercial buildings. Um, but as you know, it's kind of been two paths, right? Augustina, there's been people that just shut down or they got really down about things and they walked away. And I'm, if they're listening to this, I'm hoping they come back. Um, they need to pick themselves up and get their school going again. And um, it's as you said, you know, what we did in mass is, and for me, it was a Sunday. I just said, damn it, we're going to do this one way or the other. And uh, we just rallied around our members. We sort of have a calls every week for you guys. I worked seven days a week for six months just because I was determined to, to fight out of it. And um, proud that, you know, like I said, most of our members are doing awesome or at least holding. Um, I can tell you for sure, all of our current members are still in business. I'm very proud of that as well. Um, Francis, that kind of loops back to you. Um, you know, it's feast and famine out there right now. Some schools doing great, some closing. Um, you talked a little bit about it, but let's dive in. I mean, what's the current state of things down there right now? Um, yeah, it's, it's very sad, uh, to see so many businesses closing down. Um, you know, so we're, we're blessed. We're blessed to be back, uh, to nearly pre COVID numbers now, um, currently down only about 12% from, from before our business suffered almost a 50% hit, uh, back in, uh, March and April of last year. Um, and I see other, other music schools, uh, including your own that are at record numbers. And that's absolutely amazing, right? I mean, but that's not random. Um, um, yes, you're you're at the mercy mercy of your individual state and local governments. Um, and, and I know and I know so many had no choice but to close down their business, and that's very sad. But but the ones who did have a way to survive, not everyone was willing to adjust, right? Um, not everyone was willing to adapt. Um, and those that were, well, now they're okay. So so. You know, running a business when things are, are great is all fine and dandy, right? Uh, that's that's the easy part. But when things are really, really bad, that's when you see what you're made of, right? So, um, and Mass has been, you know, there every step of the way. I mean, the, the constant uh, support calls that, that you've had uh, for, for all of us uh, in, in the industry, um, it's just nonstop, like almost daily, daily updates. Um, so, so. No, none of us had felt alone during that time because we had our group to to keep us going and and keep us confident um, every step of the way. Yeah, and that's you know that's what we talked about on a recent podcast with Dr. Talana Thomas is, um, you know, entrepreneurs. You know, we are not really understood by most. And I think that's what's kind of fascinating about your story in the podcast today is that you know, so like any business owner. They're kind of alone. You know, really, normally their spouses don't quite get them. Their family doesn't get them. Um, they're just kind of in their own space. You know what I mean? And it's it's very 
um, is it kind of stranger in a strange land kind of thing. But what's interesting about you three is, is that you're all the business owners. So you all get each other and, and it gels. And that's, that's really cool. Um, you know, Francis, you were featured on NBC LA and the LA Times for your amazing story um, with your dad's legacy and the current work you guys are doing. Um, and again, as we said, you won the Mass National School of the Year contest, which was a big deal. So um, what was that like? Let's go back to some more you know, brighter times. And that was, you know, about six months or thereabouts before COVID went down. So take us back to that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that LA Times deal, that was great. Um, so when we won the, the Mass School of the Year Award, um, let me talk about that first. Uh, I mean, that to us is, is an accomplishment that we are very proud of. It, it is something that we set out to win. Uh, um, the first time uh, we watched the School of the Year contest on a Mass Conference DVD, I remember uh, we were sitting in our living room and I, and I, I said to the girls, very soon we are going to go on stage and win that award. And sure enough, 2019, we brought home the trophy. Um, and as a result, you flew out to our school uh, for the award ceremony. Um, and that was that was phenomenal. And Angelico too, that was just, I mean, mind-blowingly amazing. <laughs> um, and I knew that I had to get coverage for this event, right? So I did a press release. I reached out um, to all of our local TV and newspapers. I was determined to get the news out to our school. Um, and I wasn't able to get TV coverage that time for that event, but I did, however, uh, through lots of persistence, uh, get the attention of the lovely Ada Sang, um, one of the editors for the Orange County edition of the Los Angeles Times uh, to join us um, for the ceremony. And um, she ended up putting this up on the front page uh, a couple of Sundays later. So, that was that was amazing. And we also made the front page of the New Viet, which is the largest Vietnamese newspaper in the world published outside of Vietnam. Wow. Uh, but that, that story wasn't released until um, uh, a month into COVID shutdown. I mean, that was around the same time when both NBC and Univision uh, both did features uh, on our school. So do me a cool. favor. I never saw it. That's cool. I didn't know that. I'd love to see it. So number one, guys, congratulations. Uh, I'd love to see a copy. If you can shoot me one, I'd love to see one in mass office. That's very, 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 very cool. Um, and it kind of is a big lesson for everybody listening that what everybody's hearing that I'm taking away from today's podcast is, you know, you guys are able to, um, you know, one as a family come together and keep honoring your dad's legacy. You know, you're able to find ways to get along and care for each other. You're able to find you know creative programming and make it fun. And there's a lot of energy. You're all different personalities, but you, you know, come together in gel. And obviously you've got you, one of the big lessons, I think, guys, that I'm getting taken away from today is your ability to communicate the importance of communication. But also, Francis, as you just laid out, um, and I've told this people for years, people say, well, Marty, I want to get on TV or I want to get an article. And what so often they'll do is they'll send out a press release and they won't hear anything back. And then like they give up. And that's not how life works. Um, it works the way you did it. You didn't just try once to get on television or once to get the coverage. You were persistent and you weren't persistent to where you were a pest, but you were persistent to where you saw it through. And in my career, um, you know, with the various things I've done for press releases and taught people how to do that kind of thing, it's been much the same. Um, Teresa, I want to go to you. Um, what's the future look like? You know, what are you looking forward to? What do you see on the horizon for Westminster Arts Academy as we get out of COVID? Um, definitely getting our numbers up 
to pre-COVID numbers and then some and expansion in our company, which I'm sure Francis will get to um, soon, which is really exciting. Um, and just continue to be the best music school that we can be. And every day is an exciting adventure towards that goal. Sure. Teresa and Augustina, you know, and specifically Augustina, I want to go to you on this one. Um, you know, you talked a little bit earlier about the support Mass gave to you and the other schools. Um, you know, you are a music mentor, um, Augustina. Um, you know, you're a piano teacher. Um, and so you are a musical mentor to your to your students. Um, I am a business mentor. And I think most people, honestly, guys, when they hear the word business mentor, you know what they think? Um, they think, yeah, right. <laughs> um, they don't really, you know, business coaching, um, as it should, it you know, gets kind of a bad rap because there's a lot of shady, you know, business, quote unquote, coaches, you know, doing just whatever seminars and trying to hit a hotel and then, you know, take the money and run. And that does unfortunately happen, um, which, you know, you don't see that with piano. You don't go to a piano camp and they take the money and run. But with business seminars, there is unfortunately, um, you know, some not some great, not so great characters out there. However, Mass haven't done what we've done for so long. You know, there are also lots of great and valid business mentors. So I would like to hear from you, Augustina, you know, take us through the comparable between music mentorship, what that is, which obviously we all know because we're all teachers on the podcast today and people listening, I would assume as well, and business mentorship. When you hear those words and you think of Mass and working with me, what is business mentorship to you and how is it similar, Augustina, to being a musical mentor? So being a music mentor... I feel like you're just you're you're focusing on the music education of your student, right? You're um, you know just trying to help develop their their brain, I guess, in and their artistry. But a business mentor, it, it's different. Having you know, growing your business into the numbers that you want, expanding um, the revenue that you're getting. Um, it's it's very different from just teaching versus developing your business. Um, and so the support of Mass really helped because we, we always knew that you'd be there for us, Marty. Um, you know, if, if we have like a burning question, we were, we were able to help ask you for help. Um, and so it, it's very different. Well, one is, is just training on a certain art form, whereas one, you're training us on our business, which is our life. <laughs> So um, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> well, it does. And, and it does. And that's the thing. It's, it's something that I'm real passionate about is, you know, Augustine, getting people to understand the comparables. Because to me, it's, it's everything you said, right? It's There's so much um, similarities and comparables to we all had musical mentors, right? And I always say to people, it's so simple. If everybody in this podcast thinks about how many musical mentors they had as their teachers, and like Dr. Rios, Dr. Rios was a musical mentor to many um, and a powerful one. Um, you know, business mentorship done right is the same thing. Francis, um, you know, why do you think some musicians resist getting help with their schools? You know, I do think musicians are different people. Actually, I know they are because I've worked with them for over a decade. And, you know, we, we, are, we are wired different. I mean, it's kind of like a real du a duality, Francis, that entrepreneurs as a breed are wired different already, right? And then you have a musical entrepreneur and that's like a super more complex <laughs> wiring, right? So so it's an interesting thing for me to navigate, but one of the things I've seen is that any entrepreneur resists getting help. Right. I think for me, I think part of them thinks it's a part of weakness, but we gotta get out of that. 
you know, our, our music students are not weak. They need musical help and we give them musical help. That's a good thing. And so there's nothing weak about needing business help and getting business help. But I see the resistance and you, my friend, have seen it as well. Um, why do you think musicians resist getting business help with their schools, Francis? Well, I think it, I don't think it's just musicians. I think it's it's I mean, a lot of business owners. Right. I, and I think it's, it's just it's sad that I mean, some people just don't understand or they refuse to understand the concept of mentorship or coaching, you know, and in musicians case, even though they sought out learning, they sought out mentorship when they learned their instrument, you know, why would it be any different uh, learning to run a business? I mean, I've always, always believed in mentors. Um, I know lots of people that don't, and I'm definitely not one of them. Um, If someone is willing to share their acquired knowledge with me, you better believe I'm going to listen. Right. I mean, why not avoid the mistakes that they've already made? If if by listening to a mentor, I can get to where I need to be faster. I'm all for it. And I have no problem at, at, at all paying for it either. To me, it doesn't make sense to run a business without mentorship. And frankly, it baffles me on how many business owners refuse to get help and, and just want to go about thinking they know it all because um, you don't. Nobody does. Right. And I always go back to baseball because I'm a big fan of the sport, right? The, the, the all-star pitchers, they have pitching coaches. The Hall of Fame hitter, they have a hitting coach. They're necessary. These guys are full of talent, making millions, but they still need coaching. Someone to keep them accountable, to correct them, to observe them and guide them. They need it. We all need it. So absolutely, get yourself a mentor. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you, took, you, took, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say... You know, as of this taping today, Drew Brees, quarterback for the um, the New Orleans Saints, has retired. Uh, I'm convinced one of the reasons he did is, you know, Tom Brady is sticking around and, you know, the NFC South is going to go to the Bucs. I'll go ahead and call it now. (laughs) Um, And, you know, no team's going to take them down, unfortunately. Tom's going to go out and do what Tom does. But even Drew Brees, even Tom Brady, as you said, multi, multi multi-million dollar athletes get coaching. I myself still get coaching. Right. And, and again, it's a simple formula. If everybody right now takes down how many years they've had piano lessons, dance lessons, art lessons, whatever lessons it is that they've had, which has been easily the median average would be 10 to 15, but they haven't had one year of business training. That's, you know, that's a, that's a formula that we got to get flipped on the right, the right math. And, you know, Teresa, I'm going to go to you. You know, a lot of them are saying, well, you know, already it sounds good. I mean, obviously math has been around for a while, um, but they just don't quite believe it. There's there's a skepticism, but I think it's too good to be true. If somebody was with you, Teresa, and they said, ah, this Music Academy success, this Marty guy, this it's just too good to be true. What would you say to them? I would say that, yes, it is too good to be true, but it is true. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Marty will be there for you just as he says he is, and he will find out answers for questions that you have. And he will help your school grow. Like that's not a lie. And everything that you've ever, I guess, claimed or said that you would do, you have done and you have helped our school tremendously. And I know that even back when my dad was alive, he believed in you too. So (laughs) um, we are very thankful for what you've done. And, and even though it seems too good to be true, you should just go for it because Marty will absolutely change your school. Yeah, well, and I appreciate that. And I, I want to give the thanks also back to you guys that that it's it's a play, it's just like your dance students, right, Teresa? You know, we we do the best we can with everybody. 
whether it's um, Augustina's group piano student, um, you know, whichever, but, you know, it's not always the right fit. Right. Um, but when it is the right fit and with you guys coming to mass, it was definitely the right fit. Um, it's just awesome to see you guys explode, but it's, it's a tribute back to the three of you um, and, and Francis, your wife and your daughter and every, and your mom and everybody down there, the whole crew will call it. Okay. Um, that it's, it's a unified front down there. It's a family effort and you guys work hard, um, but also you have fun. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, like, um, Teresa, when I think of you, um, of all three of you, you know, you're always smiling. You got just incredible energy, you know, like fun is like your middle name, I would say, as far as I know you, right. Um, you just got that aura, you know, going and that's important part of your story, right. Um, to me and your success. Um, Augustine, let's go back to you. You know, you guys have been with me for years. Um, as your sister alluded to your father, um, you know, was aware of my work and, um, you know, fan of mass and stuff. So, so, you know, the thing that's interesting about mass to me is, you know, most coaching programs don't last a long time, or if they do, people kind of pop in and they pop out, but I I'm celebrating a lot of people this year. Um, just like I know for a fact, Dr. Rios had students, Francis that took with him over a decade, long-term students, you know, and I learned a lot of the teachers on the podcast today have long-term students taking with them 10 years, 15 years. And as a coach, I've definitely got mine that this year of hitting the 10, 11, 12 year club with me. Um, Augustine, I'm curious, you know, why do you, why do you guys stick around mass? What do you get out of it? Um, we get a lot of support <laughs> um, and help. So like, especially with, um, we're, we, we wouldn't be where we are today without your help. Marty, um, like our, our dad, he was a mastermind, right? And we idolized him. He had so many students and he taught them pretty much all on his own. Um, but just growing the business, whereas we could have multiple staff and multiple teachers, um, it, we wouldn't have been where we are without your help. Um, so that's why we stick around because there's, there's always new things that we can learn and there's always new things popping up that we need help with. And so that that constant support and we know that you genuinely care about us, too, um, is is definitely why we stick around. Well, thanks. And we've got a great year planned. I'm so excited. I get to see you guys coming up. I'm going to see you in person. You're going to be at our Disney training. And um, for those that don't know, Augustina, you know, as you said, we always work hard to stay ahead, be current and do new stuff. And we've got a great event planned at Advanced Academy. We go to Disney World every year, as you know, with our top members. Um, we've got a variety of special guests coming in. I'm going to be doing um, hot seat masterminds with everybody, doing different sessions on um, selling your school, succession plans, different marketing stuff. Dan Kennedy is going to be our big special guest. He's doing a two and a half hour presentation on Disney and business secrets. We've also got attorney Kim Raber. She's going to be talking about corporate veil protection. And then in Nashville, Francis, I'm so excited. And um, uh, Teresa, I really want to know what you think of this guy because you're very good at social media with Instagram and a variety of things you do um, um, on the social media spectrum. You're, you're very high level, um, you know, at that. And Dave Kirpin, uh, Teresa, is the CEO of Likeable. So I'm so excited to have him come in. New York Times bestselling author talking about um, social media and online marketing. And he's also going to be talking about mental health issues for musicians. That's something I've wanted to address for a long time that, as you all know, what we do is stressful. It's not always fun times at the schools. There's hard days, too. So, um, you know, working hard with that. But listen, anybody listening, we'd love to have you join Mass. It's very easy to take the next step. You go to musicacademysuccess.com. 
slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y, musicacademysuccess.com slash apply. And it's a very simple um, proposition. What that means is either you join and you're happy or we have a 100% 12-month money-back guarantee. You get a full 12 months. Um, and if you're not happy for whatever reason, you get every penny back. And no other program over 10 years experience is able to offer that full 12 months money back guarantee. So Francis, um, I'm going to close with you, my friend. Cannot wait to see you guys travel soon, travel safe, and I will see you soon. Um, but any closing comments, Francis? Uh, yeah. Um, well, just thanks for having us on the show, Marty. Um, you've been a blessing to, to our business, uh, to our family. And uh, my sisters and I are, are grateful for everything you've done for us. So happy to be here. Um, yeah, thanks. God bless you guys as well. And let's go around the circle. Teresa, any last words? Uh, I just am excited to see you, Marty, and excited to reunite with everyone. And, and also, thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you've done and for all the support that you've shown our family. Um, it really means more than you know. <laughs> Back at you. And um, Augustina, you're going to take us out. Closing comments? Um, yeah, just wanted to say thank you, Marty. You're you're like one of our idols and <laughs> our celebrity. <laughs> um, so we're really excited for the upcoming conferences to see you. Me too. And listen, guys, tell your, mom, tell your mama said hi. Um, and, and again, for those of you who don't know, check them out. Um, you know, uh, Francis, give them the website. How can they get a hold of you guys? Yeah, you can check us out at um, WestminsterArtsAcademy.com. And uh, if you want to contact us, shoot us an email at info at WestminsterArtsAcademy.com. And again, guys, Google them. They're in the LA Times. And take me through that Vietnamese paper. So what I heard you say is it's, it's the largest Vietnamese paper, but it's not published there. It's published here. And what was the name right. of it again? It's the Nui Viet. Um, and you can, you can translate it to the English version because I, I don't think you – speak or read Vietnamese. No. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can translate it, but I have a translated version. I'll, I'll shoot it out to you, but it is, yeah, it's the largest uh, publication for the Vietnamese community outside of Vietnam. So, very cool. It's very good. It's one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on today, Francis, as you know, you know, another thing people get stuck in is the whole, well, my town is different and mass is not going to work here. And as you guys know, look over 10 years, six continents, I've got a huge amount of people in California Southern, Northern, small towns, you name it. People in Manhattan, people in Topeka, Kansas, people in Post Falls, Idaho, people in Canada. Because at the end of the day, I've got people in, in Serbia. People are people. Right. And um, it doesn't matter where where you are. Search engine optimization is search engine optimization. Marketing is marketing and music. Thank God is music. It's the same thing. And um, you guys are killing it in the music, dancing our business. So, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Everybody, we'll see you on the next one. Keep checking us out. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And here's to your Music Academy success. <laughs> <laughs>